Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Easy as way, BC. One, two, three. Get fucked, Flyers, because you ain't us. Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. All right, without further ado, Episode 123, Season 4 premiere of the Friends and Rivals podcast, coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkins. Joining me each week are Stephen Wojtowicz, William Fougere, Nicholas Larita. You know, I, I come up pumped on the intro, and what do you do? You... Hi, I'm Steve. No. Hi, <laughs> I'm Steve. And you bring everybody else down. You need to carry my energy that or, I'm bringing to the season four premiere of the or, Friends and Rivals podcast. Or try and be professional in season four instead of what you're doing. Get the fuck oh. out. Professional. Really? Now you want to try and be professional? I'm going to try. Uh, Nothing else has worked for us. Why not try being professional? All right. Don't well, you know well, that, that Tom's just going to bitch about whatever we do anyway? I mean, well, yeah, that's kind of how the whole thing starts. But before we start, um, I need to ask you guys a serious question. Can you all show me your camera rolls so I can see what you did? Over okay, see, now that's how you get yourself kicked off your own podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I just asked to see your camera rolls. That's no. all. That's all. No. I feel like I that's intrusive, see I'm dealing with. invasive, well, and I'm not, not comfortable with that sort of behavior and treatment. Oh, man. Can't wait to see the press release we have to put out because of you tomorrow. Mm. Why? That wasn't that bad. After speaking with management, we have decided to move forward. <laughs> Is it um, really it, that bad? Like, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know what type of shenanigans he did when he was with the with the Leafs or with the Red Wings. I I've been hearing it has been all bad, and he is the king of being a douche. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what they say, man. If you don't want anybody to see it, don't put it on your fucking phone. Don't don't take a picture of it. Don't save it. I don't think it's the content of what's on the players' phones. I think it has to do with the weirdness of some of the situations. Like initially, you know, if you ask your captain and to see some family photos, yeah, and you share yours and you get on the good side of him, but then you do some weird shady shit with some other dudes on the team. That makes it to light. It doesn't look it looks so good. I mean, and if and apparently it was it was it was not just like a hey, let me see your phone. It was like hey, I'll be right back. Our our listeners oh. might need some context though, right? I mean, because we didn't really mention Mike Babcock and the whole Blue Jackets controversy. Babcock controversy by name. Controversy. <laughs> I just Isol- wait. Isolate that. What <laughs> just said. Isolate that. That was, that was Babcock. <laughs> but. I just I'm wondering was was Babcock at any point a Catholic priest? I don't know. Whoa. Was that the problem? I, I would I would imagine is he what what match is he Irish? Steve is he Irish? Oh, oh. I I fucking hate him so he might be. Ah, <laughs> uh, but they but they knew all this before they hired him. And Yarmo well, Kakalainen, yeah. this was like his last ditch effort, right, to get a, a coach in there, to to finally 
win a playoff series. I get mean, a, what, get a won name, one yeah, playoff get a series, coach. Sure, yeah, right. They've won what one playoff series, and that was against Tampa. The, the year Billy and I were supposed to go to Game Five in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was no Game Five, but that that's the most success that that organization has had, and Yarmo Kakalainen has been a GM for the Blue Jackets for how long? Uh, it's a while, right? It has been a long time. And if that was his last ditch effort to try to finally get a coach in here who can right the ship and get Columbus on the map, he should be fired too. It's a good chance. He, he bought it, his ticket. He knew what he was getting yeah, into. Might be it. I mean, that might be the decision that pushes management now during the off season to go, you know what? We're going to move on from you and give somebody else a fresh start with drafting and free agency and h- hiring another coach. Well, right? listen, they they could probably hire one of Johnny Hockey's relatives. They live so close. They they are very close. So you know, it's only a state and a half away. Yeah. Because um, they, they just promoted an assistant, right? It wasn't like yeah, they brought. Yeah. Hey, Jar Gallant's available. I don't know if he uh, they gave him a call. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, Milbury's Sean Bowman did over there. That no, (laughs) I I can't can't even fathom that. (laughs) We had Mike Babcock, but we had to fire him for looking through the players' phones. So we've hired Mike Milbury. Or or JD pulls a page out of Lou's book and jumps behind the bench. Well, listen, JD's not a not a not an X's and O's guys. Neither was I mean. It could go the opposite direction and go hire Pierre McGuire, who's just going to, you know, oh, 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 every single player. The opposite Ooh. of, you know. Wow. Ooh, right? Ooh. That was an impression with Nick right there. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Coming in hot. Wow. But, hey, listen, it's, it's a fucked up situation. Couldn't happen to a better organization. Well, it, well, it actually could have. It could have happened to the Flyers. To the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck yeah, the fuck Flyers. Wow. They're they're in enough shit on their own. I mean, they they don't need anyone else's help. Listen, I, 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 normally, I normally come on this podcast and show on the Flyers, but I I have to uh, to uh, give a shout out, and I don't even know his fucking X or Twitter. What are we calling it? Is it Twitter? X? Are, we, are we gonna call Twitter. it X? No, X. no one's no, ever going. To. Never, just call never. it Twitter, please. No, it's X. Twitter until it dies. Um, we gotta I gotta give a shout out to this Charlie guy who was. Uh, Charlie Hunter, one of the Philly networks, who was providing updates on the uh, the Flyers Rangers rookie game because none of the beat writers for the Rangers were there. There was no TV coverage. There was no nothing from the Rangers organization other than three images that they put on their Twitter uh, for the three goals. That was it. Really? That was it on the second on the second game. The first game had a lot of coverage. Um, I was we were able even to uh, to watch the stream again from Philly's stream. But for whatever reason, the organization doesn't like to show those rookie games. Don't even like to talk about them. Like, and the, yeah. and it was odd because the beat writers are typically at least one of them could be least, there. Yeah, at least one of them is going to be. What there. What else are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. Not not one person was there to cover the game, and it was the most it was the most odd thing in the world. But I think something like this happened last year with them too in this rookie game. Yeah. So it seems like back-to-back seasons or maybe every season, I'm just picking up on the last two, that they have completely ignored the rookie the rookie challenge. You know, even when they went to um, 
in Michigan where uh, a couple other teams sent their Traverse City. Yeah, the Traverse City tournament. They didn't really televise that either. So I don't know what else they got to do. They were probably showing fucking the Rangers win the cup in 94 again on MSG. Yes, no, and then so, parade, I mean, and then... why not show that for the one billionth fucking time? But bad, bad fucking look by by the New York Rangers and a good look for that Charlie guy who uh, who I followed for a total of four hours on <laughs> uh, on Saturday. <laughs> I gave him credit. I, I appreciated what he did. He ignored me, so it was great. It was fantastic. Typical but, Philly person. Yeah. So okay, that's my end of end of love of the season for Philly. Now we can all go back to yeah, fucking fuck Philly. Was it me, or yes. was that the longest possible fucking summer of your life, with regards to sports? Oh Not my god! Life in general. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. Baseball sucks. Football oh. sucks. That was a, it. It felt the longest fucking break in forever. And yeah. and you're right. The baseball didn't fucking help at all. The Yankees Ugh. absolutely suck, and the Mets probably sucked worse. I I've stopped following a month. ago. At least it would have been a distraction. Yes. And then get all fucking hyped up for fucking the Giants and the Jets all season because there's been nothing else to watch all summer. And then they get fucking blown out by the Cowboys the first two weeks by a total score of fucking seventy to ten. Now, in that defense, was great. The Jets played pretty okay, I thought, the first half. Dallas definitely pulled away the second half. I mean, the Jets right. were starting their fifth string quarterback. And they're they're starting the guy that there was that they really want to yep. play in two two he, years from now, not this the, year. He should be the fifth string quarterback. Oh. He's he, look, look, look. I don't mean it's a Jets thing, but you know, podcast, but he looked much better, but he's still not there. No. Clearly not there. He's not, he's not. No, he's not. He's not there. But it's going to be a rough season. Yeah. I mean, his mechanics look a lot better. He's still got to figure out this playmaking. But man, it does suck to see that that just get derailed. Four plays in, just over. Is that has that is that like the worst thing you've ever seen in sports? Like a team that hyped, that that ready to go, you know, take on a season and finally be competitive, and then nothing. Have the rug ripped out right underneath from you. Well, it's not. But like, it's inevitable for the Jets. It's like, right. isn't this the second so time this Jets. has happened? This is not the first time this has happened to the Jets. Well, the second time, this is the second time. The other time it happened, he, at least the starter made it into the second quarter when it was Testa Birdie. Hmm. I did well, get. What's he doing now? Of... They should That's bring Testa Birdie back. Ooh. <laughs> Is he? Is, oh, that, that, that's Bernie Kosar. I'm thinking about. I always get that was confused for some reason. Bernie Kosar and Vinny Testaverde. To me, they're almost interchangeable. Anyway, just you. Only just sure. My my favorite were the were the um were the highlight videos of him running out with the flag, and then that, that's it. And then that was it. <laughs> that's it. My goodness gracious. To be fair, who is that? A bunch of Jets ran out with flags that night. They only showed Aaron Rodgers. A bunch of other Jets that were announced in the starting lineup ran out with a flag. Were you there? No, but I've then seen how do you I've know? How do you know if they didn't show I've seen the footage. Well, let me ask you a question. If a Jet runs with a flag in the woods and nobody sees it, did it really happen? Ooh, this is very existential. I yes, I like the question. Um, that's This is for another podcast. Okay, we'll save that. <laughs> We'll table that question. 
So you with your long summer break, did anybody do anything good? Well, uh, I, we I, I was unemployed, Tom. Thanks for asking. Wow. I uh, so oh, so you had yeah, a I lot did. of time. Oh. I didn't go travel the fucking French Riviera or anything. Well, no, he just I, you actually probably traveled the most out of all of us. He traveled all throughout the, the Midwest and Northeast, though. But outside I of that, visited Hawaii. I went to I went to Maui and I decided to take up smoking, but I didn't like it very much. I tossed the cigarette aside in the bushes. But other than that, I that's oh. worse than the fucking Babcock thing. You and you and Oprah, oh my God, burning down Maui. <clears throat> this guy, you know, he went to Michigan. I, I did. I took my son on some uh, uh, to visit some Big Ten schools uh, since uh, in a year or two. He'll be really looking at colleges. So we saw Michigan State football game. We saw a Michigan football game. We saw uh, and then we saw the campuses of Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue, Notre Dame. Steve, you would have loved Notre Dame. It's, it's just but, uh, fantastic. Fighting I'm, Irish and I missed I mean, that one. Let me tell you. Ugh. Can't wait to see what my birthday present is. I'm sure I got a nice Notre Dame hat somewhere waiting for me. Fuck! Did somebody tell you? I'm not shocked. Or did you just guess that? I'm sure you let Jen pick it out too. Well, maybe you'll get it for Christmas, so you don't have to wait till your birthday. What would have been my last birthday? Oh no, this birthday coming up. He just went. <laughs> we talked about this. Dead air is not good. Dead air. I is went to Manasquan for a week. A podcast. I went to Manasquan for a week, stayed in the lovely rental a few blocks from the beach. Nice. Did some drinking. And then, uh, what, what were you drinking? You're not a real big drinker. Surf, surf side, uh, half lemonade, half iced tea with vodka in a can. All right. Delicious. Okay. So it's an Arnold Palmer. Refreshing. So it's a, a, an Arnold Palmer. Except it's, it's not sweet tea. It's like real tea. So All right. without the sugar. And then uh, I just got boy. back just got back from a golf trip uh where New Jersey captured its second championship, back to back champion. So fuck New York. Beat your asses again since you didn't fuck show up. New York. And uh yeah, that's what I did. Fantastic. Nick, how how did your summer go, buddy? Pretty good. Try to remember what we did. Um <laughs> mine was just as memorable. It's called it's yeah. called show prep. You could have <laughs> written it down on the on the whiteboard there well it's it's not written down there Steve. Huh. I, I i i thought i could remember it but you know i have a lot of background noise going on here at the moment um but uh we did travel to pennsylvania for uh see some uh uh oh, no, it's a friend some friends uh family friends had kids the same age as ours and uh had like a little you camping know just... or camping trip or like no, I stayed at a, a family member's house, so it was nice. It's a good time, just relaxing vacation. We had a without um, giving us the address. What part of Pennsylvania? Poconos. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know exactly where that is. It's a, <laughs> oh, he's it's a, break it's in a very he doesn't have anything to do these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Did it was you a guys, relaxing vacation. Were you able to uh, take a nice hot tub in a champagne glass? No. Huh. There was no hot, no hot tub at that place. That's what the Pope um, is known for. Oh, so it was yeah. not Mount Airy Lodge. Not, not Mount No, no. <laughs> I did, I did a couple week ago, week and a half ago, go out to Myrtle, um, with some other, some other folks I know, different podcast members. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, we and just had a quick, um, quick getaway for a couple of days, and 
They did it on a, a podcast a, where they take them to Myrtle Beach. Where the fuck yeah. you ever taken us, Tom? <laughs> they did have a op, lots up there when we stayed. Nowhere. You owe you owe us. I owe you yes, your yeah, podcast. You owe us for being on your podcast. Okay. Start no start problem. Thinking. Start yeah, thinking yeah. about but what you're going to give wheels, us. The wheels are a turning. Good. What did you do? <laughs> I'm I, that's going to lead to something. <laughs> I I traveled a lot for work, and Good just for local trips around Florida. I listen. I live where everybody vacations, so not me. It's very simple, just to uh, to go up I four. I went outside. <laughs> I basically did. I went outside. <laughs> it was a weird summer in Florida too. It didn't rain that much. Well, don't get me wrong. It rained and it was hot, but it didn't rain that much. Dare I say, since we were last all together. Does any one of the four of us have a new addition to the family? Of the four-legged variety? Uh, oh, I know who he's talking to now. Tom? We got Sadie in April. Yeah. Did you really? Was it really that long? Yeah, yeah I thought it was it's over Fucking April, summer. dude. All right, I'm like, <laughs> We did two months of the podcast <laughs> with her being a part of it. Rim... <laughs> Out. <laughs> no, don't trip anything out. Leave that's that in. Out. That was, that's that was coming out. We are I'm not gonna look like an asshole that much this year. Mid-season form nope, already. I'm not gonna look like an asshole that much this fucking season. Love I fucking love it. All right. Enough with the fucking pleasantries. Let's take a ride in the metros. Sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are Because it's time for acceptance Of everyone, all preference We're all quick on the inside Anyway Nestle Quick, it does the trick And we will start with the pens Sidney Crosby, a little salt and pepper in his hair. Well, Why a little he, gray. Just for men. On the side. Little, just fucking for men. That's all he needs to do. Oh, but you don't know. He keeps it natural. He's gorgeous. He's just fucking gorgeous, isn't he? No, he's not. You're right. <laughs> oh. oh, he's old. Okay. Well, that's just me. Yep. Yep. Well, we got that was the, your uh, that the... was your that was your lead in, Bill. That was that was the lead. Hey. That was that how's was things going go on the right island since the Bill's done. <laughs> right, listen again, midseason well, form. Gotta love it. Since since we last spoke, the, the big question that was uh the, the elephant in the room, as it were, uh when we last met was uh the, the Eric Carlson um uh, situation. So that was still a rumor last time we talked, and and uh since we talked, uh the penguins did pull off the Eric Carlson trade. And gotta give uh Mr. Dubas a lot of credit. Uh he somehow he managed to make a trade where he picked up Eric Carlson and in return 
traded all of the fucking shitty contracts that Ron Hextall had signed up. <laughs> how the fuck he pulls this I have no idea how he pulls this off. It was fucking amazing. Uh, but he uh, unloaded Michael Granlund and, and Jeff Petrie. And to be clear, um, those two guys are not bad hockey players. They're just no, no worth nowhere near the contracts that they were signed for. They were signed for like $11.5 million combined. Uh, and they were probably, each of them were probably like $1 million players. Like uh, Petrie was a serviceable defenseman, but, you know, not not at the level of like the $6.5 million that he was getting. So he manages to to make this trade to bring in a, a, a superstar player who just scored a hundred first hundred point defenseman since Brian Leach in like what was it ninety two ninety three or something like that or ninety one I, I forget early nineties so so it's been a, a good number of years um, since we've had a a, a defenseman score hundred points and they and they bring the guy in um, for eleven and a half million dollars. Um, San Jose actually retained one and a half million dollars in the contract per year for four years. So uh, that that totals to about six million dollars. Check my math bill. Yes, that's correct. So uh, about six million dollars that that San Jose retained. Um, and when the Penguins made the deal and, and shipped Petri the Petri whatever the fuck his name is to Montreal, um, they retained about the same one point five million dollars, but it was only for two years. So in all of this, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dubis not only made this trade for this player who has a high price tag, sure. But he managed to clear $3 million in cap space in the third and fourth year of those contracts. Um, it's, it's the kind of innovation that was so foreign when when Hextall was running the show there. Um, so in addition to, to all the depth that he has added, and, and you know, we're, we're going to see when the season, when we get underway, if if all of the uh, the changes that, Dubas made to the to the third and fourth lines are going to take and and if they're they're going to be more productive than what we saw with the Penguins last season, which was dreadful, which was is really what cost them any shot at the playoffs was those those third and fourth lines, um and and we're going to see if you know the addition of of uh, Eric Carlson, uh who's arguably could be the leading scorer on the Penguins uh for the next year. Uh, plus those guys, those depth guys, well, we're going to see if that makes a difference. And, and uh, I'm excited for the season, which honestly, that that's all I, I was kind of hoping for because I didn't think I would be after the Penguins missed the playoffs. It, it seemed like that decline was coming, that that dreadful crash and burn was coming. And and Dubas might have managed to put that off for a couple of years. And, and I don't think this is a Stanley Cup contender with the Penguins because they added Carlson, but uh, playoff contender. Very well could be. So uh, I'm excited to, to see where that comes. Nice rookie camps off and off and running. Rookie. The fu- you, first, you bring up vacations for me when I when I'm unemployed. And, and then and then you're talking about fucking penguins with rookies. You think they got rookies? No, um, that's what that was my question. Ouch. <laughs> um, they it actually has been uh, Sam Poulin who left the team last season. I thought he had quit. He he has apparently come back and, and he supposedly looks good in this rookie camp, but a uh, long shot to make the team. Um, I'm actually thinking more about uh, the, one of the depth guys that Dubas brought over from Toronto uh, was uh, Mark Johnstone, who just happened to graduate from the same high school that my, that my son's going to now St. Joe's in Metuchen. Um And, uh, and when, and, and where Steve graduated from too. Um, and uh, oh, wow. 
very cool that that you know when he when he changed organizations, went from Toronto to Pittsburgh, that he thought of this this guy on on an AHL team, and thought that he liked him enough that to to bring him over. And you know he's not going to be a, a star or like a big score or anything. But when that depth on the third and fourth line gets tested, I'm kind of interested to see if he ever gets that call up um, to to try to contribute to the to the Penguins. So little I, I'm I'm intrigued by that one uh, that he that he cared enough to bring him over and another guy of course that he brought over from the Toronto Marlies from their AHL team was somebody by the name of Radim Zahorna uh who uh, is, mm. where's he from always been one of my favorites uh it sounds Czech. is he Czech Czech Republic yes oh, wow so uh a guy that I always liked when he was with Penguins and now he's made a return so it's those depth guys that I'm kind of interested in uh to see if they can contribute this uh, this season I'm I'm excited to see because injuries happen on, on, at all the levels of the team, and, and I'm excited to see if uh, if those two guys or, or one of those two guys gets gets a shot to contribute. Nick, how do Icelanders? Well, they're doing all right, I guess. Um, not the best, not the worst. Just kind of a meh off season. Um, since the last time we spoke, there was really all the, the signings that were had happened at the Islanders and like most teams. But um, as a recap, the Isles signed a few guys to very long contracts, um, including uh, Pierre Engvall, uh, Scotty Mayfield to seven-year deals, uh, Varlamov to a four-year deal, and uh, I'll forget the other one, another four-year deal. Um, they'll come to me in a moment. But uh, that's really kind of – no, Wallstrom is on a, a one-year. He's just getting – if you recall, Wallstrom was hurt. Mm. Uh, last year, and uh, basically he's playing on the just a uh, what's it called a one like year, a you know, prove it deal. Yeah, prove it deal. He really it was supposed to be his last year was supposed to be his kind of prove it deal and year, and you know, he if you're out like almost the whole year, it's kind of kind of hard to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, so all of our major signings, we have no cap space at this point, um, and so you know the only um, you know notable thing was really watching. Uh, Zach Parise would um, sign with the Isles or if he retire, uh, he kind of hit a limbo spot, which was the unexpected one of those two options didn't happen. It was, uh, he's not going to come to camp. He might join sometime later in the season. He's still not sure if he wants to retire. So whatever. He's got a has spot he, Has he kind of said it's it's New York or nothing? That was originally what he said uh, okay. back last, yeah, last year. So it was sort of like a you know, he wanted to, I think the idea was one more shot at the cup. Right. And I guess, you know, he, he didn't really want to change teams. I don't, it's surprising to me because, you know, you figure if you really want one more season, you just go and get a cup, go sign with whatever front runner or go back to the devils who are about to, who are probably going to be a front runner this year uh, or close to it. Um, so, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. Anything's up in the air at this point. Um, Outside of that, Josh Bailey, uh, who had recently been traded uh, to be bought out, um, signed a PTO with the Sens, so he might be playing with the Senators. There's a good chance he'll find a spot. He's only, like, I think, what, 33, I think it is. I don't have my notes in front of me for ages on everybody, but I think he's he's pretty young. He's not, like, a super old guy. Uh, but, again, his deal was an albatross for what he was he was offering up for us. Um, we were already cap strapped and, you know, 
he's he had to go. Uh, he was the obvious first guy to leave. Uh, on a side note, Andrew Lodge retired this year, ex-Islander. Saw that. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, some just some notes from like the last first couple days of, of rookie camp. Um, you know, uh, looks like uh the power play coach McLean's still there. He's not. He's not. He's still going to be our, co- our power play coach, which was notably the worst part of our game last year. Um, and it has been for years um, with some random bright spots here and there. But, um, you know, you seem very happy about this, by the way. I'm not I'm not happy about <laughs> it. I, I don't understand it. Like, obviously, it was terrible. You figure they would just find a different coach that can do this. But, you know, he's obviously a Lou guy and he's like, they'll figure it out. You know, whatever. Um, on a similar tangent, Lambert is supposedly going to be more active with the special teams this year. That was a note out of today. It came out today, um, which is interesting. Uh, maybe he's, I mean, you know, and I look, I get it. Like a lot of times you got a power play specialist, penalty kill specialist running those, those things, those programs. And the coach may or may not decide if he wants to run it or himself or take over or chime in. But I, I'm assuming that Lambert really didn't do shit with those last year and basically just assistance took those over. So not great uh, that, you know, that was happening, but hey, whatever. We got to get something going on there. Hopefully they can figure it out. Those two idiots will hopefully make one right decision. Um, and the last kind of thing that from this uh, last couple of days is Barzal is going to be put all the place. They're going to try him at center, try him at wing uh, in the preseason and camp and figure it out from there. They're just not committing to a single place for him yet. So, um, I mean, I've talked about it a bunch. I think he's really a winger. I don't think he's a center um, in the NHL at this point. It's not that he's a bad player. I just think he's – it makes so much more sense for him to be a winger to me um, based on his his speed, um, what he does uh, offensively, and then, you know, his not just average defense, his average, you know, uh, power, uh, face-offs uh, ability. You know, it's just kind of like – I don't know. I feel like they could make this. They, they just have to tell him like, "You're a winger now," but they're gonna try it out. So, we'll see what happens. Um, rookie camp notes. Um, so there's a couple of guys to look out for at the Isles rookie camp. Um, now, notably, we're one of the, the probably one of the worst teams in the NHL in terms of um, uh, prospects at this point, just because we've traded away our first round pick for like four years straight. Have um, you not so- listened to Bill? On this podcast, <laughs> maybe not worst, but yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty up there, pretty up there. Um, but it's a combination of not having a first for for years, and then also just not really hitting gold anywhere else. Um, but uh, you know, okay players. But uh, we have William DeFore, who's six three forward. Uh, he's got a really good shot. He's kind of slow. Willing to work on his skating. Um, but he played the PK in in juniors, and he's not terrible defensively, but he's just got to pick up the pace and get better at the NHL game. Um, and if he, he's probably an NHL bound for the year. Um, I don't think he's going to make the NHL this year. He might make a couple games here and there because of just injuries or whatever. Um, but uh, he, he, he's a guy like to watch. Uh, Ruslan Ishikov, um, he's a, he's a five, eight speedy forward. He's small, but he's really good. Um, Problem is obviously like you know, there's so many of these guys that come to the NHL and 
they just they they can't make it because they're they're not big enough. And uh, we'll see. He's a, he's a very skilled player. He also AHL bound. Um, him and him and DeFore will probably play together. Uh, be interesting to see that two of those guys go um, this year. Uh, but the guy I'm most interested in is Matthew Maggio. Uh, he was a 20, 2022 fifth round pick. Uh, he was kind of like a late bloomer, I would say, in you know prospect world. He uh, basically, you know, his the year before he got drafted, he uh, he, uh, he played pretty well. He had like eighty points in the OHL, um, and then he last year had uh, one hundred and eleven points. Uh, he had fifty four goals, fifty seven assists. He was named the um, most outstanding player. And you watch some of his highlights from last year in the OHL. Granted, it's OHL. But man, that kick and shoot, he can play. He looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but we'll see. You know, he's he's really not gonna play the NHL this year unless he somehow just wows everybody. But you know, he could be one of those guys that comes out of nowhere and just is a really, really good player. But we'll see. It's not uh it's no, you know, he's a fifth round pick for a reason. So we'll we'll see at this point if he can he can again turn that corner and and still um improve. Uh, and then lastly is a guy, defenseman Kale Odellis. I think it's Odellis. Um, he's really just, he's a 2021 second round pick. Um, good defenseman, but he's European uh, from um, Finland, I think. Pretty sure it's Finland. And uh, he's he's going to be going back to Europe, but probably the best uh, Isles prospect left in the um, pool out. That's kind of like raw uh, outside of like um, uh, Salo, uh, who is probably our seventh defenseman. Um, so I don't think he's really, a, I don't concede him as really a, uh, a prospect at this point. Um, so that's kind of it. Just a bunch of guys that maybe could crack the lineup and who knows what the impact will be, but it's, it's, there's no blue chips in any of these, uh, these guys at this point. So for the Rangers, <clears throat> um, a recap of their off season, signing a lot of third and fourth line guys and, um, and guys to very inexpensive contracts. In fact, the most expensive free agent they brought over was Jonathan Quick at $825,000, and that also has some incentives on it. It could raise it up to one point something. Um, but that is probably the, the richest con- free agent contract they signed. Um, they did sign King Andre Miller to a two-year extension um, for 3.8, and finally signing Alexa Lafreniere, which dragged out for a very long stretch of the summer um, to a $2.325 million contract. Now, listen, both of those contracts are lower than what I thought they were going to sign. I thought Keandre Miller was more that four and a half range. And I thought Lafreniere was going to get at least 2.5. So kudos to Drury for getting those numbers down and, and getting those players signed. But there was never a doubt that either one of those, those players were going to sign. Um, they didn't have really much leverage unless a um, offer sheet came in, which we know uh, never happens in this NHL unless you're the Montreal Canadiens. So um, rookie camp did start uh, as a, as you heard my rant before about uh, MSG's uh, and the beat writers coverage of, of some of the games uh, all, all with that, you know, to side there's um there's a lot of excitement with these these group of young kids that are actually coming in, um, and there's there's a pretty decent crop of them that all have the potential to 
to crack the lineup. Maybe not in the first two lines, maybe one or two guys had the had the opportunity for that, but more excited about the about the kids that could potentially be on the bottom third and fourth line. These these speed guys, these these hard-nosed players, uh like a like an Adam Sakura or Brett Berard or Bobby Trevino. Uh these guys could could certainly make an impact on the third and fourth line, although I don't think that they're they're sized properly for those lines yet. I still think they need a little bit of grooming down in in Hartford. Um, so I think maybe next year might be more, they might be more of mainstays, but for this year, for sure, um, they could crack the lineup. And maybe that's why Drury signed all these guys like Nick Benino, like Tyler Pitlick um, to, to these deals to kind of fit these people in uh, until these guys are already one of the guys who, who came in and has a lot of excitement is Brennan Offman. Um, I felt Offman had a great camp last year, um, but I, I, I'm sure that they wanted his contract to slide uh, until this year to be in his first year of his entry-level deal, which he is. Um, he's old enough to be in the AHL this year, which is uh, certainly a good thing. Um, but, you know, he's he sounds like a guy who is – who's going to be destined for at least a couple of months in Hartford and then could be a mainstay mainstay for the Rangers in years to come. Maybe not, maybe he begins in the third and fourth line, but he's, he's a guy that can fit in your, in your top six for sure. He plays a hard nosed game. Uh, he's not a play, afraid of playing that right size. Uh, he gained 10 pounds of muscle in the off season and um, <laughs> the preseason is going to be very interesting to see how he plays for sure. The Rangers don't have any PTOs uh, in camp. As of yet, um, it's going to be um, it's going to be very, very uh, interesting to see the the battle. Um, maybe maybe it comes down to Lafreniere and and Offman, and uh, who will both get looks on the right side. If Lafreniere can't cut it and Offman can, does Offman not go to the AHL to start the season? I don't know. There's there's lots of uh, there's lots of questions there. But um, one guy in particular who puzzled me a little bit was Zach Jones. Zach Jones started a little bit. Uh, he had his, his last year of his entry-level contract last year. Um, he played a, played a few games with the Rangers. Just didn't seem to have the size uh, to be a mainstay with the Rangers last season. Uh, and and that's why they, they got Gustafson uh, in the offseason um, to play that left D slot, um, that, that fifth and sixth defenseman that third pair along with Braden Schneider and um, that makes Zach Jones maybe expendable um, and you know he's on a one-way contract so you can't just send him down without him clearing waivers which is not really a good thing and coming out of camp if he has a, a decent camp and Gustafson just beats him out um, do the Rangers what do the Rangers do do they hold him on that seventh defense pair or the as that seventh defenseman it's going to be very very interesting to see what happens with Zach Jones now that uh, Gustafson is here for this year, but he, he becomes the Rangers main um, chip uh, or trading chip. You can certainly get the most out of him, whether he has the size or not, you know, is going to be, is, again, is going to be a, a main question as for the main camp, which starts on the 21st. Uh, I'm not quite sure if that's physicals or actual on ice. I think it's physicals, um, but it's, for for the first time on this podcast, it's not going to be a make or break year for for young Philip Hedl. Whoa! I I know mm. I'm, I'm I'm shocked as well. 
This is where does Lafreniere fit in your lineup year? And this is going to be hopefully the only year we talk about this. Um, if he doesn't fit on that right side, you know, those Kreider slot down, there's, there's a lot of question marks that are surrounding where Lafreniere actually fits in this lineup. And that's going to dictate where Wheeler fits in this lineup as well. Wheeler can, can sit on your third line um, and be with Trocheck and maybe even move down Chris Kreider. And now you have a formidable third line that, um, that would be nightmare for, for teams to go up against. Um, but you're going to have, you know, a line of maybe Panarin, Hedl, and Lafreniere, um, depending on if Lafreniere fits on that right side or not. Um, maybe he, he stays on the left side and, and Kako goes on the right side with, with, um, with Zibanejad. There's, there's a lot of questions about lineup. I don't think there's a lot of questions about who makes the team. I think it's about all about where they fit. And it's going to be a fascinating um, discovery in the next four weeks to uh, to find out so we will we will find out steve young devils young devils so the offseason saw them lose a couple of you know players that were fringe core at best you lost sharon govich in a trade blackwood went to san jose severson columbus tatar's free agent who just recently signed somewhere uh miles wood ryan graves and jesper boquist all off the team and it's the first offseason in a while where they didn't really add anyone free agency wise that was a big name. They were just looking for players to fill in. So they had gotten Tyler Toffoli in that trade for Sharon Govich from Calgary. Pretty excited to see what he could do. On, I, I'm sure he's going to be on Jack's line. Pretty excited to see what he's going to be able to do on that line. I think he had 34 goals last year. He led Calgary. Um, they signed Thomas Nosick. Uh, which I think was a just-in-case. Obviously, we're still waiting on this whole Team Canada World Juniors sexual assault case to, to finally be revealed in terms of what they're going to do to anyone, penalty-wise or suspension or, you know. Um, and that was my, Michael McLeod was on that team, and... His name has been mysteriously absent from any reports that have come out to date. So there's a there's a strong suspicion that he's one of the people that they're targeting in terms of, you know, repercussions for the incident. So they they got Nosik to kind of fill that position. They play exactly the same game, uh, just in case. And then Colin Miller, again, just another depth defenseman that they signed. You know, af after you lock up. Timo and Jesper in the offseason, there really wasn't much else to do filling in the gaps wise. So now it's going to be all about how some of these rookies take the next step. So unlike the Rangers, the Devils, all three of their games were broadcast uh, on the Devils website. I, I watched today's game in between some phone calls at work because I was really concentrating on work and not the game. Um. Simon Nemec did not play today. Uh, Graham Clark did. And Josh Philemon did. He, Josh Philemon was a six-round pick in 2002, and he's already starting to make a good name for himself as a solid solid player on the defensive side. Daniel Misiel, 2019 third-round pick from Russia, might be a guy to look at down the line as a, as a really solid third pairing 
defensive defenseman. He's over in North America. He's going to start off with Utica. Uh, so I'm going to be interested to watch his progression. In terms of rookies to watch when big camp opens on Wednesday for uh, physicals Thursday on the ice, I think there's going to be a battle between Graham Clark and Nolan Foote for a final roster spot. And I'm not going to be surprised when they give it to Nolan Foote only based on the fact that he's not waiver exempt. The fact that they can send down Graham Clark and not have to worry about losing him. I think that's why they give the nod to Nolan when that decision comes down. So physicals Wednesday, camp opens Thursday, first games next Friday, uh, next Monday, they do a split squad half in Montreal, half in Philadelphia, all six games, not in counting the, you know, one of the split squad games, all six of their preseason games are being televised on MSG, which I believe is the first time that's ever happened. At least your team likes your rookies. Oh, and one last thing. Luke Hughes was on the roster to go to the rookie tournament in Buffalo. And then at the last minute, they pulled him back because they want him to have his concentration be solely on the, the main camp and making the big club. That makes oh, yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely. no he's gonna be he's gonna make the big club. I mean, he's gonna no again. I think it was I think it was one of those calculated things that they did to push Nemich. Like, hey, look, you know, Luke's gonna take a spot. So if you want to get one of those last two spots, you really gotta show us something. Has there been a question about his play, Nemich? No, not a question, just a cons- more of a consistency thing, I think. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. No, I wasn't making a joke either. That it does actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Why I don't this is I why don't ladies and gentlemen, I just want to throw it out there. I don't know why we're doing this next. <laughs> we are gonna bring a top five list back and we're gonna do top five movie villains. The top five again. I just can't wait to do the top five again. The life I love is making top fives with my friends. And I can't wait to do the top five again. Top five hockey movie villains? Movie villains. So period. how does this relate at all to a hockey podcast? Steve, you're up first. Okay. Uh, so honorable mentions. Ooh. I've got yes. Gargamel from the Smurfs movie. There was a Smurfs movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> Jaws from the movie Jaws. Peyton Flanders. From the movie Hand That Rocks the Cradle. She was the, the the babysitter nanny. And John Doe from the movie Seven. Those are my honorable mentions. All right. You want me to go? Are we going to do, should I do five as well? Oh, we're doing five and work our way up five. to number one. Okay. Yeah, so number five. Hans how, how, do five how do top five lists in your world work? You start with number one. I didn't know one. if everybody was going to do <laughs> that. Start with number one. Mentions. And how many top five lists have we done on this podcast? Number five, Hans Gruber, Die Hard, everyone's favorite Christmas movie. Oh, hey! yeah. Hey! Christmas movie, baby. <laughs> That's the guy. 
Nick, number five. Great, great pick, by the way. I gotta give you credit. Uh, my number five is Godzilla from Gojira. Godzilla movies. Big mean a uh, whole franchise. He just yeah. Wow. Godzilla's badass. Godzilla is. is badass. Like <clears throat> all right, like like Steve, I do have some honorable mentions. Uh I have Chef Skinner from Ratatouille. He was the the small little French guy. I have Teddy from One Crazy Summer. I have Thanos from the Marvel Avengers movies. Uh, Lieutenant Harris and Captain Mauser, they're kind of the same guy in the Police Academy movies, but they they were certainly uh, uh, some of my my favorite villains that did not make the list. But my number five is Ivan Drago. Ooh. Oh, Rocky. Rocky guy. All right. Rocky four. Oh, and, and I had no uh, honorable mentions. Uh, you know, I just went straight to my list. My number five is from Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. And it's a stand Darton Hans Landa. Uh, He's good. Portrayed by Christoph Waltz. Uh, brilliantly written. Great acting. Terrifying guy who, who you still feel like you could beat up in a fight one on one. But uh, just terrifying motherfucker, that guy. I've heard very good things. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know how I've how I've missed this Inglorious Bastards all these years. Um, you just for for think, this. For, I don't for think the, it was on cable that much. To be honest with you, I think no, that's I how think I missed it, it. Maybe not, but 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 for his character, I mean, uh, you only got to watch the opening scene to really okay. get the the gist. Yeah. Okay, that's like the best, not the best part of the movie, but that's an amazing start to the movie and it just okay. kind of really yeah. sets the tone uh number four for me i'm going with the train in stand by me <laughs> it's not or ray brower character. killed him well he killed ray brower <laughs> it's the whole basis of the movie the train yes the train from stand train. by me okay all right my number four, classic, Jason Voorhees, mm. Friday the 13th. I had to think about Terrifying. all of the different, you know, 80s movies when I was a kid growing up and watching them. And that was like the one that always scared me when I was a kid. It was that Jason did. I think, I don't know, was it the, the setting, like whatever it was. Like Nightmare and Elm Street was kind of scary too. But like that one, I don't know. Jason was like a freaked me out when I was a kid, so. Freddy Krueger is my all-time horrifying person in movies for he's sure. Oh, spoiler alert! You just give out your number one. He's not yeah. on my list. No, he's not on my list. He's not on this list. No, he's but, not. On this hey. list. I didn't. I, I I I didn't go horror movies at all. Mm. Props, props though to Nick for tying it back to hockey with the whole hockey mask thing and all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, good job. Yeah, uh, Bill. <laughs> My number semblance of this. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is Colonel Nathan Jessup from A Few Ooh. Good Men. You can't handle the truth. Ooh, okay. Mm. Uh, my number four is uh, Jackie Gleason from the classic Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> guy. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go home and put your mama put in the mouth. I mean, the mouth. fucking quips from that guy. Oh. Give me a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. I'm in a goddamn hurry. 
Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> Quality, Bill. That's a good one. Uh, my number three is Raymond Kalitri from Gone in 60 Seconds. This guy not only killed people, he made them their coffins. Wow. Like that's some that's that's a little sick. That's a little sick. I, I'm not only am I gonna kill you, you're gonna you're gonna be forever in a coffin that I made. It's fucked up. Okay. Is that I'm not very familiar with that movie. Is that Nick Cage's character or like was no. That else? no, 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 no. Nick Cage was of he... course the hero in that movie. Okay. Yeah, he was the good guy. They steal hundred something cars in the one night. They steal the car. So so yeah. you know, not to get too in deep, but they steal the cars for him to save his brother's life. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I did see it. I just well, didn't. Do they do it all within sixty seconds? They're just like <laughs> I celebrate Nick's entire catalog. <laughs> all right, uh, my was it number three? Number three, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm mixing this up with my guys here. I'm gonna have to go with Anton Chigur from No Country. No Country for Old Men. Oh, uh, okay. Good Before, fucking movie. Good play by, flipper, right? Played by Javier Bardem. He is one of the scariest, just like real characters. Because you just don't you if you go into that movie, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't you don't know anything about it. You haven't read the book. It's just they made a book a, out of that. It's a book before. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a that book was the before. Joke, Nick. Nick, that was the joke. <laughs> Nick. Don't don't explain the jokes. Just let them happen. Anyway, anyway, that's my that's, that's just what I do. Tom. That oxygen tank, I like that pick too. Nick's yeah, got a good look yeah. for right now. Uh, I I, I, I haven't seen No Country for Old Men. So oh man, oh, that's your you gotta watch it now. Yeah, you're gonna like you you're gonna like that movie. Yeah, put that right after the other guys. All right, um, my number three is Johnny from the Karate Kid. Not Ooh. just the Karate Kid, but all fucking 80 movies that this guy played in. He was the yeah, same character. He was the just dickhead. one of the guys. He was yeah, the dickhead. Yeah. There, there, you know, you could have got a couple of different ways with a villain in that movie as well. What, in Karate Kid? Yeah, you could have gone with the sensei. Of course. You could have gone with the that kid guy. that sweeps mm. the leg. Sweep the leg. Wait. Any one oh, yeah, of the Cobra right. Kai people, Dutch, yeah. was probably the most vicious out of all of them. Right. Yes. Agreed. All right. So, so my number three, I, I, I think I might be starting to get a little controversial here. Uh, my number three was uh, Vince Vaughn from the movie Swingers. Um, he, uh, he. How fucking, is he the villain? First off, uh, now he just when his friend is distracted. He fucking keeps playing the video game and makes Wayne Gretzky's head bleed. So I'm tying this uh, back to hockey. That's uh, fucked up. That great. ain't right. That ain't right that he made Gretzky's head bleed. He, he, I fucking love Gretzky and, and I'll never forgive him for that. What 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 uh what team did he use and what player did he use to make Gretzky's head bleed? Oh gosh, was it Runick? I don't oh, know, it was a Blackhawk, Black right? Hawks. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Nice job, Bill. Uh Wait. At num my number two brings us to our first repeat character. Ooh. Ooh. Teddy Beckerstead from One Crazy Summer. Oh nice. What an absolute fucking tool bag. 
asshole villain. Yes. I I might have to watch this movie. I'm not familiar with this movie whatsoever. Uh, Probably doesn't hold up at all. Eh. Like all great 80s. Like all great 80s movies, there was a boat race in it. But I don't know if it holds up. Gotcha. Oh, I, I still laugh. What are you talking about? I in fact I own it. <laughs> you laugh at the time to make the donuts guy. I do. I love that guy. <laughs> That's I great. That I fucking, <laughs> I fucking love that guy. I make the donut. Laugh on that guy. <laughs> I'm like a donut guy. R-O-T-F. I don't know what the fuck that initials are. R-O-T-F. I'm too fucked up. <laughs> Nicholas, number two. <laughs> number two, probably the scariest shit I think I watched when I was a kid. It was Annie Wilkes from Misery. Oh, I even that was King yes novel played by Kathy Bates. Uh, just brilliantly played by Kathy Bates. Horrifying. Yes, I think the the idea of being tied up in a place where you can't do anything and this crazy woman just can just do all these terrible things. To, I mean, it was frightening. Um, yeah, that really scary. It's cliche, was, but that sledgehammer with the wood is oh, just. Man. The most gruesome thing. Is that yeah, the I movie where, was... where she was like telling her, you're not going to play that foosball? Was that that movie? <laughs> no, I no, that was the Waterboy Bill. Oh, no. Completely different movie. Oh, Completely no. different. I got to go back. got to go back for that one. <laughs> All right. My number two is our second repeat Ooh. villain. And that Ooh. is from the everybody's train? favorite Christmas movie, Hans Gruber. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so so my number two is uh, I I get a little pissed off when I even say his name. My number two is a guy named Happy Gilmore. That motherfucker! Holy shit! That he had a violent streak. He fucking tore down his when his girlfriend was talking about that the kindergartners coming home with their art. He told they suck. That. He had a one night stand with this old Asian bitch. I mean, I he killed Chubbs. He killed fucking Chubbs. I, I I really uh and you know what? He attacked Bob Barker and 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 when it was Shooter McGavin's turn, it was Shooter McGavin's turn on the tour. He just fucking he, he took his sideshow act and, and stole the thunder. That guy was like I mean, he worked hard as a golfer and I, I oof. Oh, wow. It's it's I'm, hard. It's I'm, hard. Oh, he was a subway. He was a subway spokesperson. They're like, all you know, right before Jared was the fucking pedophile. Oh I'm gonna I have to like rewatch him. this movie and really give like it another look. I'm really gonna have to. <laughs> oh, his grandmother was a tax evader, and he's doing all this shit for this tax evading grandmother. That fucking bitch who should be in jail. Ooh, yeah. I'm really gonna have to rewatch. Really interesting take on Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. I like one. it. Uh, my number one movie villain is Ivan Korshinov from the movie Air Force One. Dude kills Fuck people, Air Force One. That's the reason why we don't have Joe Sackick. Fuck right Air Force One. Front, <laughs> kills people right in front of the first lady and the and the and the first lady's child. I mean, that's just some brutal shit. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's solid. Thank you. Like it. Solid. That is solid. All right. 
Monday Run pick, one of my favorite actors, Gary Oldman, played John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg from Fifth Element. If you remember Fifth Element, if you don't know if you watched the movie, but he is That's Bruce Willis, right? Bruce Willis is the, the good guy. It's one of those very interesting sci-fi movies, but the be- one of the coolest things about it is the, the hero and the villain, or the you know antagonist, protagonist. They never meet. They literally never meet in the whole movie. They just kind of like cross paths near the end, just by missing each other by just moments. But he's such an interesting character, so dumb and funny and ruthless, and just a combination of all these crazy things that you know, only you know someone like Gary Oldman can think up when he's given this bizarro character with all these crazy outfits and hair and insane guns and all this crazy shit. That's just, to me, one of the, the funniest and craziest villains I've ever seen. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Interesting. Wow. Um, my number one should come as no surprise. Uh, it is Darth Vader from Star Wars. Yeah. Ooh. Knew that was coming. Oh, wow. That. That makes me feel kind of weird about my number one. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's Who is it? Luke Skywalker? Yoda. Your father. I'm no. Yoda. My number one from, uh, was also from Star Wars, uh, was uh, Princess Leia. Uh, there we this go. fucking bitch. She, she fucking, she, you can tell immediately that she wants to bang Han, right? But she goes and fucking makes out with her brother and shit, just a fucking. Oh. Send him off the scent, fucking cock block the guy. Oh my god, this this woman off the rails. Oh, I I, I, I was I, never on the rails, Nick. Wow, I can't stand I can't stand Leia. That should She's be the name. The most awesome. That should be the name okay. of the podcast. Off never the on the rails. Never, never, never on, on rails. never on the rails. <laughs> um, in coming up with my list, I came up with an interesting question that I would like to pose to the three of you. In the movie Silence of the Lambs, who's the villain? Uh, it's not Wild Bill. Yeah, it is Wild Bill. I think it, it, is, Wild Bill. It, it I think it is Wild Bill. Yeah, I mean it's really it's really uh, Hannibal. But Tina said like, Hannibal as, as like her number one villain in a movie, and I'm like, but he's not the villain of the movie. But he's still no, he's a not. villain in the movie. But he, so. but he's not. He helps them. He's not a villain at all. But he's not a good guy. He like kills people to get out. But he helps them catch the bad guy. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna see him. Like until the very end, where he like has I don't he's know the he bad guy that wins. He had somebody with Chianti or whatever. But until then, yeah, he's he's not the villain. It's, it's Wild Bill, clearly. Yep, definitely. Buffalo Bill is the villain in that Buff- movie for sure. Buffalo Bill, whatever it is. Buffalo yeah. Bill, yeah, yeah, that yeah Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill. That guy, you better size whatever. He puts the lotion on his skin, and then and then and, and then to go with Tom's list. In the original three, so four, five, and six, how many people does Darth Vader actually kill? Um, Himself. No, he shoots down uh, the wingman. Obi Wan. In the also Obi Wan. He kills like three people in all in 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 total in total. So how is he that bad? Is he not killing by an empire? Well, in the. In the first, well, he, all he like slaughtered all the all the little Jedi in, in the yeah, first episode. Yeah, you, you don't know that at the yeah, time. Yeah, but you don't know that he's Caesar. You don't. You don't know that, right? That's not until they go go through the revisionist history of actually making a first, second, and third movie. He allowed the destruction of Alderaan, which was I mean, like 
I don't know how many millions of people. Yeah, you really move that. It was like fourteen people. His costume only let him do this because it was, you know, like armor. Still, that was a that was a decent decent list. He's like, I'll choke the shit out of you. I'm so glad we don't bastard. have to do that every week. I guess I, I think Nick won the list. Nick, oh, Nick had a no very good about list. That. Nick, Nick, Nick won had the a list. very good list. No very question. eclectic. I mean, he got he had an really? animal. <laughs> I liked it. Thank you. I liked yours, Bill. I really enjoyed your just <laughs> completely off the rails. Yeah, uh, I mean that picks my favorite. Again, go, anyway, going to rewatch Happy Gilmore and <laughs> and really take a serious look at it. Guys, a scumbag. Given the given the, new I role. mean, look, I love the movie, and yeah, I I'm not going to deny it. But that guy, that guy was the scumbag in the movie. That that's a hot take. Like the people who say that Ralph Macchio is actually the bad guy in Karate Kid. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, but and it makes sense. It certainly does. So like a tough guy from New Jersey. Just yeah. So I'm just really glad that that's the only top five list we have to do this season. But now. It's time for our first of the new season. Trivia with Bill. Now, this is the morning, Bill. An easy one today, guys. Okay. Is it? Who is the shortest? Who is the drunkest host on this podcast, Bill? Since I since since I happen to be not going to work tomorrow, sunshine days. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been able to indulge a bit. Okay, who is the shortest player in NHL history? Stephen Wojtulis. Oh, that's just mean. I'm just the shortest person on this podcast. Didn't, yeah, but he didn't make it to the NHL, did he? Sorry, Steve, but I mean the facts are facts. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Zdeno Chara. Mm. It's a good one. <laughs> oh, on the contrary, he was very tall. Uh, Minute Bowl. Uh, on the contrary, he was very tall. He didn't play hockey either. He, he played hockey. Like he, 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 played hockey. he absolutely played hockey. Shut up, Bill. Well, in the, in the NHL, he was like a minor league hockey player. He still played hockey. No, but the, the question is who's the shortest player in NHL history? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone said Zdeno Chara yet? Yes, we even uh, said yeah. oh. um, Brian Gianta. Uh no, he's he's not. you guys want the multiple choice? No, nope. shut up. You no. just fucking started. Jesus Christ. Just Martin, Marty Straka. Uh, no, not Marty. Not Hans Gruber. He was on the list was he on the list twice before with the villains? No, uh, oh, it was not a, him. John Markovich. <laughs> I think Matty Markovich made the NHL. Shorter. That would be a, a shoe in for sure. But no, he didn't make the NHL. He made the Condors. Does it? Does it uh, have the height? Well, I know the height, but what's uh, the height? Five foot tall, five inches. Is it Estelle Getty? The Golden Girls? No, yeah. no, no. She wasn't. <laughs> was it Spud Webb? Short. Uh, and, and he was an NBA player. Uh, but no. So no. What's the difference? Not. Is it Jose Altuve? Ugh. That guy plays oh, that major guy. league baseball, but he's uh, he's a cheater. 
but he did not cheat his way into the NHL. Okay. Good. Fair enough. Mark Can St. Louis. No, Marty St. Louis is taller than five five. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Was tall as tall as you? It's, uh, I'm I'm six foot tall. I was taller than Marty St. Louis. Anyone, right. Has anyone on this podcast ever stalked this person into a pharmacy? No, Theo Fleury was taller than 5'5". Five five. Negative. Okay. Okay. Theo Fleury was not the shortest guy. Definitely not. Um, did we see this guy in our lifetime play? Um, Nick, when were you born? 81. Uh, yes, so this guy would have played in uh, all of our lifetimes of the NHL. Oh, okay. Bobby Orr. No, not Bobby Orr. Wait, nope. he, you don't like, measure his height when he's diving through the air after yeah, a goal. I thought he... Yeah. Like, would, would we know him, Bill? What? Would we know him? No, no, no. no. Oh, fuck. Wayne Gretzky. No. Charlie Gretzky. No, yeah. it's his distant cousin. Charlie Hunnam, fourth removed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go with the multiple choice, please. Okay, please. Brett Lindros. A- no, he's not on the multiple. A is Darren Pang, um, and you've heard of him, so I'm sure you, you know he's not the answer. Uh, B, Robbie Moore. C, Nathan Gerby. Or D, Roy Waters. I'm gonna go D. I'm gonna go with the guy whose last name is Moore because he was short. He couldn't give them any more. Steve. Steve has got to see wow. it. Had to had to wow. be the ironic <clears throat> name. Five and five go. inch goaltender played for played six games in the NHL. Thank you very much oh, uh, God. for for this relevant uh, fucking question. Uh, for the Flyers, and then one for the Washington Capitals. Mm. Five games for the Flyers, one for the Washington Capitals, and that was his NHL career. Six games, and he couldn't even do it all with one team. That's very terrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tom, you want to pick up your phone? Uh, No, he's he's already calling in. Uh, Because now it's time for impressions with Nick. Right, mid-season form, as usual. Fucking great. All right, so uh, on the podcast... We have a guy who's trying to clear his name a little bit. So, caller, are you there? Hey, uh, is, uh, is the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are you? This is the Friends of Rivals podcast. How are you? Oh, great, great, great. So, so great everybody guys. in great. Johnny uh, Johnny Hockey's state, um, home state, will will hear this. Nobody else. So, um, how do you feel after being shit canned before the season even started? You know, I feel like this was a, a real blindside hit. Uh, I like to think I've been a, a pretty good role model, a good Irish Catholic kid from Mantegouage, Ontario, 700 wins as a coach in the NHL, which apparently doesn't go so far these days. I feel like my name has uh, been dragged through the mud by these two knuckle fucks over at the Stool Sports find it unbelievable that this all uh, happened because of some overblown coverage of me wanting to look through my new players' uh, pictures. Hey, good coach, coach, you want, do you want to clear the air? I did. I, uh, I did. Thank you, Tom. I, uh, I wanted to ask the players for their phones 
it's a rite of passage for player to coach to show each other pictures of each other, the families, the pets, the friends, the friends with benefits, their DMs from hockey bunnies, you know, that kind of innocent thing. I mean, I'm doing the league a favor by making sure none of these, these players have child porn on their phones. Could be the next Jared from Subway. Who knows? Or they could even worse. It could be ugly chicks. Well, if John Lee Hockey was, you know, really into Johnny's and not Nancy's, I'm just looking out for the NHL. So what, what, what about Mike Commodore's comments? Have you heard those? You know, I have the utmost respect for every player that walks into that room. I would go to war with each of these and every one of these players, these guys that played for me. Did I push them hard? Yes. Was I mean to them sometimes? Yes. Do redheads have a soul? I don't think so. Have you ever stared into the eyes of a redhead? It's like looking at a devil. That's all I'm saying. Well, well, what do you what do you feel? Listen, Johan Franzen has gone on record as saying you're the worst person he has ever met. What do you what do you what do you say to that? You know, it's a lot saying from coming from a guy who had so many concussions he can barely remember his name. I had a hard time with those comments since I really felt I really bonded with him. I taught him his first English words when he first came here. He couldn't speak a word of English at all. First things he said when the first things I said back to him, when he repeated me, I should say, he said, fuck you, you fucking fuck. My eyes really teared up when I think of that moment. It makes me so proud. So, so coach, coach, what's next for you? I'm going to go back to my roots and, and coach the local Mighty Mites. I really want to learn how to reach players when they're, they're really young. I can really hone on my communication techniques with such young and impressionable minds. Plus, these kids don't even know how to use a password on their phones. It's going to be a real breeze. Catch up on their summer vacation and their hot moms. Christ Almighty, you haven't learned anything, have you? What? We all we all learned something from this experience. I learned that I had a thing for feet. Tom, would you like to see some of those pictures? <laughs> Actually, yes, I would. Send them right now. Thanks, boys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, that Coach. Was- Babcock. That was Mike Babcock, ladies and gentlemen. Mike oh, Babcock, was... clearing the air. <clears throat> Still guessing Catholic priest. Okay. <laughs> and, Nick, I, you, you missed your calling as doing impersonations of, of Mike Babcock, by the way. <laughs> that, was the, that was a fun one. That was we wonderful. started season four with the best impressions ever. The, the redheaded thing. The, the whole redheaded dying. thing was the best thing ever. Hilarious. I muted myself because I was fucking dying. I couldn't. I didn't want to. <laughs> you, yeah, you didn't see Bill's head go. Like he oh almost God. fell off the couch. I, I kind of oh looked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this is gonna bring us to uh, this date in Steve's stomach. <laughs> oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Well. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2013. Please go to Monday, December 30th. 
going like that. It's like the last day of the year, practically. A second to last day, Steve. I said practically. Uh, breakfast was a uh, package of Swiss rolls and a Coca-Cola Zero can. Uh, lunch. face looking disgusted as you say breakfast. Lunch was a grilled chicken Caesar salad and a can of regular Coca-Cola. Ooh. Still mixing it in at that point. Mm. Uh, dinner, leftover ziti, two and a half meatballs, some veggies, and a can of Coca-Cola Zero. Why, Thomas, did you pick December 30th of the year 2013? Obviously, that was the day an, enra an enraged wife stabs her husband with a ceramic squirrel because he didn't buy any beer. Wait, wait, before you start going on with the story, go back because I thought you said ceramic squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did. Enraged wife stabs husband with a ceramic squirrel because he didn't buy any beer. <sighs> I gotta, I gotta, like, when I'm sober tomorrow, I gotta go back and listen to this podcast because I keep thinking I hear everything wrong. Well, no, no, you, you definitely heard a 44 year old woman, woman alleged, allegedly uh, beat allegedly. and stabbed her husband with a ceramic squirrel on Christmas Eve because she was furious that he returned home without beer. Her 41 year old husband had gone out to buy some beer late that evening, late that evening on Christmas Eve. What's open? Seriously, where was this? Where did this take place? Uh, this is in South Carolina, <clears throat> uh, late that evening, but due to the shops being shut down for Christmas, he returned empty handed. That's the your police answer. report said enraged by the lack of, lack of alcohol. Here we go. Helen Ann Williams, three, three names, three names, um, from South Carolina, allegedly set upon her husband set, sat, set. What, how do you set upon somebody set upon her husband uh, as he made a sandwich, hitting him over the head with a decorative object, then stabbing him in the chest. When the man managed to escape, he called 911 from a neighbor's home. The local sheriff's office said deputies found the man covered with blood when they arrived at the house in North Charleston, in the early hours of Christmas Day, Miss Williams claimed the man had cut himself falling over, but could not explain why her hands and clothes were also bloody. She oh, he fell over. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was arrested and is now in jail, charged with criminal domestic violence. Her husband was treated for non-threatening injuries. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. So here's here's what I'm envisioning right here. Shows up without the beer. She takes the ceramic squirrel, bashes him on the head. The front half of the squirrel breaks off. So she's left with the tail is she end. Holding, is she holding it at the, at the head, right? No, I think the tail would be your grip. 
Well, she okay. She's holding the tail. Yeah, that makes it's bushy. It's big. Yeah, smashes him on the head. The front breaks off, so she's left with the the back half, like yeah. midsection, back legs, tail. <clears throat> she just sticks it in him. So now, like it looks like the back half of a squirrel is coming out of his chest. That's what I'm envisioning. Or like dove <laughs> through the front of his chest. That looks like the squirrel jumped into his yeah. body. Yes. Yeah. Who would have a a ceramic? Squirrel. I never even heard of a fucking ceramic squirrel. For what purpose would somebody own? Maybe it was it's one of her Christmas Eve squirrel. gifts. What? No, it it says it was. It's a decorative. A decorative. Some people are squirrel people. Yeah, absolutely. They just like anything to do with squirrels. Okay. There were some people that keeps that keep squirrels as a pet. Okay. Next week's top five list. Ooh. Top five brands of beer that he was sent out to buy. <laughs> and why Why is everybody picking Natty Light as number one? That's, that's the one I had in my brain. Yes. Because <laughs> it's the Not cheapest. True. I was thinking Natty Ice. Natty oh, that, no, not light. even. That that was a good one. And you. this might be our first South Carolina story. And Nick, where mm. did you go on vacation? Myrtle, South Carolina. There you have it. And where were you that night? Says uh, where were you? Women in the ocean. You have an alibi. I got I got stung by a jellyfish the first uh, time in my life. Did somebody piss on you? No. Oh, I was. I, he's so disappointed. I, I, no, no, no. no. Actually, I got out. I was I was with three other, three other guys, and I got out of the water. I was like, I immediately was like, oh my god, something weird happened and i'm like i think i hit by it stung by a jellyfish i got out and they didn't even get out i was like whatever fine you get, <laughs> you get stung <laughs> not only did they not pee on you they didn't even leave the ocean <laughs> no i came back later i was like because they right, were busy pissing in the ocean <laughs> yeah basically they wasted their pee what are you gonna do i did put beer on it but it didn't do anything I don't... just so you know it doesn't help beer is just piss and it's pre piss form right i mean well, if it scores lighter fucking yeah. something like that yeah it was a process all makes you urinate bill it doesn't matter what brand it is duh oh sorry my mistake that's gonna do it what the hell happened to the bangles this year the bangles like what? an egyptian what the fuck are you talking about Joe the, the Burrow Cincinnati Bengals, you know Joe, Joe Burrow. Oh, the Bengals. Okay, the Cincinnati Bengals. Were... This, this guy needs. I thought a it was a manic hearing aid. Let me like, tell you, he can't hear shit. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't drink. Holy cow! Holy hell! Wow! Good God! It used to be fun, but now it's just just irritating that you can't annoying. fucking understand anything anybody's saying. Oh. I'm sorry. Did you say a squirrel? I must have heard you. Did you say squirrel? Jesus Christ, yep. what do you Do mean yourselves. the Bengals? What do you mean? So, <laughs> no to drinking next week. Okay, got <laughs> it. Oh no, please do. Oh no, please. Do. <laughs> no, we absolutely <laughs> don't be it. crazy. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it. Well, next week I we actually have hot. I can talk about a hockey game next week. I'm very excited hey. about this. All right, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals. We're still at friends underscore rivals. Yeah, we didn't sell it to right. anybody else yet. I'm, I'm shocked. What do you mean? I am shocked. Leave us review. That, Apple that account hasn't been suspended, unlike some other people. <laughs> I don't even know what I did.
I wasn't even supposed to be at work today. <laughs> I was supposed to be here. Just be here. Yeah, it's just 37 yeah, dicks. I know, I know. I, I fucked it up. I, I didn't read. I didn't see if anybody left us a review over the summer. <laughs> Nobody just left us a review in the off season. Nobody reviews us on Don't a regular check. basis. But yeah, we, <laughs> when we take six weeks off, they're going to leave us a review. Just caught up on all three seasons. They didn't. <laughs> Why there? Turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy, go ahead and say something. You... Guys, this is season four. I just want you to know what this means. The precedent for season four, our favorite 80s sitcoms like The Cosby Show. Season four, Heathcliff Huxtable. Okay. Starts experimenting with Spanish Fly. We got Different Strokes, Season 4. Arnold and Dudley with that sexy episode. They go to the bike shop. We got Family Ties, Season 4. Alex P. Keaton starts getting things moving and shaking. Guys, it's Season 4. We're going to kill it. I'm I'm so excited. Just fucking put it into this train wreck and sing us out, please. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I actually have enough bodily control to, if you wanted to do that right now, you you, you can, but we can wait too.